This program contains adult themes not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. We've been having, you know, the, the unprotected sex. We spent like $500 on Plan B, you know. Uh-huh. Like, just, you know, she, she, like, cause like, I just, when this was going on, God told me that, you know, like, if the, uh, for how much, you know, like sex we're, you know, in this relationship, I need a, a marriage woman. Everybody, and welcome back to episode 7 of At Death's Door. As a society, we have come a long way regarding mental health. In 1900 BC, the concept of hysteria was first tied to the mental state of a distressed woman. This idea came from the stereotype that the woman's uterus was responsible for their stress, anxiety, and general unruliness. And between the 15th and 16th centuries, mental health illness in a woman was attributed to witchcraft and the occult. Women were placed in mental institutions for behaving in ways that the male population did not agree with. Women during this time period had minimal rights, even concerning their own mental health. Today, we are a more civilized society. And with the women's rights movement and the advances in mental health understanding, we have become more and more accepting and open about our mental health. Women feel safe to go to social media platforms and express their struggles, and with new apps like BetterHelp and Headspace and plenty others, the stigma around mental health is not as negative as it once was. But with all this support in today's society, there is still a chance for things to go wrong. Um, Can I just get your names real quick? This is not who I'm talking to. Tassa. T-A-S-S-A. Uh-huh. Last name is E-S-P-A-D-Y. And your sister? Yeah. Are you also related? Yeah, my brother, Patrick. Wait, how many siblings do you guys have? One more older brother. He's 32. Um, what do you guys know about what's going on today? I don't know as much. I just know that my mom called me and she said that something's wrong with Beatrice and that somebody's injured and they're not doing too well. On February 22nd, 2022, a young woman by the name of Tassa gets an alarming call from her mother. In this call, her mother tells Tassa that something is wrong with her sister, Beatrice. Tassa and her brother rush down to the Stewart Police Department and are interviewed by deputies. When I, I think it was you that I spoke with, and I know that, um, you told me she, my sister was being charged with, um, what was the Attempted charge? homicide. Not attempted homicide. It was um, a, with aggravated. A, aggravated. aggravated. She, she, has, she has four counts of, four counts of attempted homicide and yeah. one count of aggravated assault. Aggravated know. assault. Yeah. And I didn't right. know. Aggravated assault or aggravated battery. Aggravated assault. And then um, I didn't know that she was being charged with four counts of um, attempted murder mm-hmm. until I saw, because... We're from Stewart. 
born and raised. We've been living in the same house for 20 years. Are you on Palm Beach Road? Palm Beach Road. Yeah. yeah. So we're from Stewart, born and raised. Um, I didn't know anything about this. Tasa is blindsided to hear that her sister Beatrice was being charged with attempted murder. This was not in her sister's nature. Beatrice was a smart and motivated woman, and she just started a career in law and managed to open up her own law firm at a very young age. Um, she graduated from she graduated from Nova University with a law degree. With a law degree, she has a law firm in Fort Lauderdale. She had um, she's been hospitalized multiple times. She's also been hospitalized in Texas. I've flown to Texas. How did she end up in Texas? That we were all kind of wondering yeah. how that happened. Um, she just ran up, got up, and said, "I'm moving to Texas." She literally, I guess that's one of the signs of your illness. Sometimes you just do like random things. Yeah. So she randomly got up and moved to Texas, and I've been mostly the person that's been behind my sister this entire time. So I've flown out to Texas many times, Dallas, Texas. I've been to the hospital. This was during COVID. They weren't, we weren't able, I wasn't able to see her, but I had to fly out, get her car, because she was having um, episodes. When I tell you guys my sister worked so hard, my sister worked so hard. My sister graduated 21. She passed her bar exam on the first try. She graduated Nova at the top of her class. So this happened out of nowhere. Beatrice's social media portrayed a very different person. She would advertise her law firm on her Instagram and made several videos on TikTok. She was a beautiful young lady with Haitian and French descent, and she managed to gain quite a following on her social media platforms. Have you been in an accident? Are you experiencing pain and suffering, mental anguish, loss of enjoyment of life, medical bills, property damage? I'm attorney Beatrice Bijou. Managing partner and head of litigation at the Bijou Law Firm. Here at my law firm, we routinely secure six-figure settlements and we go against the medical conglomerates, insurance companies, and corporations to get the compensation our clients deserve. If you have been in an accident, contact me at 844-9-HANDLE. That's 844-942-6353. Tasa explains that her sister did suffer from some mental health issues, but she was always there for her. Being the patient and supportive sister that she was, she would do anything to help Beatrice with whatever issues she was going through. I, I think this is another episode because she posted on Facebook that she was, well, she's in a relationship, so she posted on Facebook that she's engaged. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, he's cool. They, they have a good relationship. I don't know what happened, but I know that she's having a mental um, episode. And uh-huh. jail, she, right now, she needs to be in, like, a stable place. But she shouldn't be in jail. She should be in the, um, what is it called again? New Horizons. Yeah, New, New Horizons. Horizons. New Horizons is a mental health facility in Florida. They take walk-in patients, and they provide comprehensive behavioral health services. Tasa knew that her sister was going through one of her episodes when she learned that Beatrice was engaged. Tasa found out about this engagement from seeing a post that Beatrice had made on her Facebook page. 
Beatrice had been in a relationship with a man by the name of Kyle, and people described him as having a manic personality, and they had become engaged after seven weeks of dating. How long have you guys been together? Since New Year's. Okay. You're, uh, New Year's of uh, this year. 2022? Yep. Okay. That's when we met. Okay. Uh, like New Year's Eve, or was it like New Year's? Yeah, we went. Yeah, we went to Mulligan's our first date, and we, okay. were, we were talking like two weeks prior. Um, she told me straight off in the beginning, like when we, like you know, on the Facebook dating app, I personally was uh, stopped dating for like almost a year at that point, and uh, I opened up the Facebook dating app, <clears throat> and uh, she said she was. I said, "What are you looking for?" She said, "A husband," and I said, "Well, I'm ready to settle down too," you know. Okay. So we went on a date, and uh, you know, we instantly disconnected. Kyle did describe that the connection between him and Beatrice was instantaneous. They knew they wanted to settle down with each other and start a life. I didn't see nothing wrong with her at all. Um, the, the, the first six weeks, it was, it was great. She'd come over every weekend, spend five days in my house at a time. Uh-huh. Um, from what I saw in her, um, she wouldn't even hurt a fly. Um, I've been in... Um, Yes. Go you ahead. guys live separately, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so, so she's been like, what happened today is out of character for her. So, <clears throat> she told me the other day. Wow. Um, um, so, I just um, do you, you know about her condition? Uh, she she told us a little bit, um, but I didn't actually get to talk to her all too much today. Okay. Did she re- like? From her voice, she said that she was trying to kill them? Yeah. 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 Really? That, that I heard, yeah. Everybody in Beatrice's life knew that she was struggling with some issues, but she was never a violent person. If you know my sister, my sister, we grew up in the Catholic Church, St. Joseph's. We, no criminal background. My sister wouldn't touch a soul. My sister would, like, somebody would fight her, she would go, like, she would literally put her hands up. My sister is a good person. So this is like, this is shocking. Because everyone knows that my sister, she volunteers for the Boys and Girls Club. She's volunteered with the, I think the police department in Boca. She's not violent at all. So this is like, this is a mental episode that she's experiencing. Despite Beatrice's struggles, Kyle wanted to make it work. He wanted to give their relationship a fair shot, and he put in the effort he thought was necessary. I, I've been doing pre-marriage counseling. I've been seeing a therapist. Okay. By yourself or with her? Um, she, I gave her the information to call. Okay. And she reached out. She, uh, yes, the, the lady therapist was reaching out to her, and we were, you know getting ready to go to pre-marriage counseling. Okay. She, you know, she's an entrepreneur. She owns a law firm. Yeah. She does consulting. She's highly intelligent. She has her, all, you know, her degrees, uh-huh. you know, and she, you know, she's knows how to take care of herself independently, you know. Um, now, from this, uh, <clears throat> so since we've been seeing each other, um, you know, um, I, I didn't understand, um, she had a, a condition okay. with, her, with her mental health. I, you know, for me, the way I was raised, it's like, I'm getting married, I'm going to meet the family. Yeah. I'm going to go meet the brother, I'm going to meet the sister, I'm going right. to meet the parents. I'm going to get their approval and their blessings, because that's what Jesus would want me to do. 
you know. Mm-hmm. And I did that. I went and met her, uh, I, uh, her, you know, the brother reached out to me. I called him and I said, hey, let me take you, like, let's, let's hang out. I want to I talk to you. And she, he was just telling me, um, you know, like, things that about Beatrice, that she had some, she has some issues, right? And, um, you know, I, I, and I called back to Beatrice and she's like, let me call you back. And she called me up and so she says, yes, she has a condition. You know, did she say what it is? Um, so her condition, yeah, she, she was. Uh... Kyle goes on to explain that Beatrice had been consumed by her busy life, working several hours a day with no rest. It is not uncommon for lack of sleep to trigger a mental breakdown. What she has or what's going on? So, um,. When she was uh, working and, uh, you know, like anyone, if you were to stay up three days straight, you know, working, not sleeping, yeah, kind of, your psychological, you know, your cognitive awareness would not be the, uh, uh, properly there, right? It would kind of be distorted. You might be hearing stuff. You might be seeing little stuff, like staying up for long periods of time. Well, yeah, three days without sleep is a little, uh, little So long. she was working over 100 hours a week, and she was uh, owning her law firm, and she was a representative for herself, and she was working all these hours, uh-huh. and uh, she ended up having a mental breakdown. And uh, she started, you know, saying she was hearing voices. How long ago was that? This was um, back when she was living in Boca, um, I would say about a couple years ago. Okay. And uh, so, you know, she went and uh, got evaluated. And, uh, you know, it's like, if I were to tell anyone, it's like, oh, I hear a voice, I'm a schizophrenic. Right? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. So, you know, because you just... You know, <laughs> did, did she have so 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 she takes uh so she, yes her condition um her family tried to keep her close they wanted to look out for her and support her in any way that they could because my sister ever since she moved from Dallas we've been keeping an eye on her and haven't been like having her like go out like the only times that she's went out is with her new relationship that's it. How long, she, when did she move back? Sorry, take off. But I'm just, Beatrice, uh, this six, year? Months? six months? Last year. Okay. She moved back because she needed to be closer to us. Because um, she just has... And she was too far. So she would have episodes and we would have to fly out to Texas. So that's why she moved back. Because we needed to be... I Honestly, I'm about to move back to help Beatrice. But um, I saw her this morning and... I'm not going to say she looked, like, different or strange or anything, but I don't know. Sometimes I notice, like, a little bit, uh-huh. but she was just like, oh, hey, Toss. I was like, oh, hey. And she just walked outside, and she walked inside. But I do know did that. She, did she leave after you? Did no. She was in the house. I heard her. She just said hi. Pause waking up because like, I usually go to school. And I know she's, um, when she stops taking her medication, she has... Did she stop? I, I, I think so. Yeah. Do you, I don't know if she stopped or she did now. Are you monitoring her medication? Like, hey, did you take it today? Did you take it today? Did you take it today? Or do you just assume she is? We we ask her. Okay. And usually it's... Yeah. We, live, it's yeah. Usually, yeah. we, we, we yeah, keep an eye on our sister. All with her medication. Yeah. She and she's usually in the room just like on the computer. Family was everything to Tassa. And she was worried about her sister Beatrice. It's been a really tough year for her. Because my sister, she almost, she, like, she almost tried to commit suicide in Boca Raton at yes. her, at, it's, yeah, in Boca Raton at her old apartment. So it's been a tough year. 
Like, it's been a tough year for our family. Yeah. So this is really, really tough because when I tell you I've been trying to help my sister as much as possible with her, her mental illness, I've been trying as much. She's never, ever had an issue. Like, in school... Like, How old did this all start? How old was she? Or is this after she after law school, it's it's when she became an attorney. Did anything traumatic happen to her that triggered this? You know, her psychologist said that sometimes when you wake up at like five a.m. and you're not sleeping, and you're like you're just working and you're working and you're not sleeping and like you're just. Yes, yeah. I understand that. I just know there's not a single event that you could peg. That happen. I mean, some people are assaulted. Some people see things that, you know, are, you know, normal people aren't supposed no. to see. Nothing like that at all. I mean, we've had family members that passed away, but that's normal. Like my grandmother. Yeah, no, no, death, death is normal. I'm yeah. speaking of, like, did she witness horrific car crash? Did she, you know? Was you know. she? And sometimes, honestly, and unfortunately, with some women, it's they they get assaulted, and you know, mm-hmm. this is what uh, something flares up, and mm-hmm. we're, so there's no one event that. No, there's no occurred. like. Does it run in the family? Does anybody else like have any type of bipolar disorder or anything like that? Some, yeah. Kyle admits to detectives that Beatrice did stop taking her medication for weeks leading up to this incident. In Kyle's mind, he believed that if Beatrice stopped taking her medication, that they would be able to conceive a child. You know, what I found out um, with bipolar is you can't stop taking the medication. Absolutely not. That's... It, it's, for one, those artificial medicines that are connected to receptors, uh-huh. it rewires your brain to that. So when you stop taking that, even for like a day or two, it's you start going through withdrawal, yeah. twitching of the face, tw- uh, tw- you know, the hands twitching, and then it's like the mania starts coming out. So um, you know, she told me the other day that she was not taking her medications the whole time we've been together uh, when she was visiting me. What was that? When she was visiting you? Yes. You, yes, like, so she would be visiting me five days at a time. And when she would see you, she wouldn't take the medication? She, she, I didn't even know. She, I didn't even know she was on it until last week. Okay, so she told you She told you last week that she she was taking medicine, but then she just stopped? She's, uh, so the whole time we, she's been with me, when it, me, it was just me and her, she didn't take the medication. Um, any reason why? Just um, So, I, I know... Uh, she wants to have a kid, uh-huh. and she wants to get married, and she, you know, she want, you know, we want to be together forever, you know, and um, I just know, I, I, I you know, I just because you know, so I've been seeing my therapist right this whole time, and he's been helping me, you know, like, she, you know, taking proper precautions, healthy stuff, uh-huh. you know, from the, my mental health therapist, from pre-marriage counseling, you know, uh-huh. so um, I just. Uh, <clears throat> I just, the last uh, time I saw her when we were going to church, we went to breakfast, and uh, I remembered her eyes were twitching, her hands were shaking, and that that night, she's only got like two hours of sleep, so when we got back from church, we, we took a nap. What, what did, was, was that... A few days ago? Yes, yes. She was lived, it Sunday? Yes, Saturdays, uh, Saturday and she left Sunday. Okay, you guys went to church on Sunday or Saturday? No, it's Sunday. Okay. Yeah, we went to church. And that's when she was acting a little... little well, well, her, um, like, she was just like... And then the next day when she was at her parents, because, like, she's, we have our location shared, she was, like, home all day. 
at her parents the next day. In the early afternoon hours of February 22nd, 2022, Stewart County Police Department received a 911 call from a grocery store called Fresh Market. The caller told dispatch that a black Kia Forte was speeding through the parking lot at an unusually high speed. This led to a high-speed police chase where Sergeant John Reddick chased the black Kia Forte right to the Stewart Police Department parking lot. When the car stopped, Sergeant Reddick took the driver into custody, and this driver was Beatrice Bijou. I hear voices in my head telling me to do it. Telling you to do what? To kill people and to kill myself. You have your license with you? Yes, it's in my bag. I hit someone at the fresh market. Why did you do that? Because I hear voices telling me to kill people at the fresh market. Are you from around here? Yes, I am. From where? From Stewart. I live right over there. Right over where? In Stewart. Right over where? Palm Beach Road. Where's the license? In your purse? Yeah. Beatrice, you you don't live on Town Lakes Drive anymore? No. Where do you live now? Right there. At where? Palm Beach Road. Palm Beach Road? Stewart, Florida, 34994. John, do you hear me? Yes. Hey, just want you to come over here with me, right? I have bipolar and schizophrenia. Okay. Okay. Come over here. Diagnosed with it? Yeah. Beatrice is placed in the back of the cop car as police assess the situation. A firefighter does arrive on scene to give medical aid to Beatrice, but she was completely unharmed. Beatrice, are you okay? Do you need do you need a doctor or anything? Yes, I need a doctor. Okay, what do you need a doctor for? Because I keep hearing voices in my head. She's saying that she needs a doctor because she hears voices in her head. Well, that's so not a reason a, to go to the hospital yet. Okay. Precautionary, no? Not yet. How you doing? I'm doing okay. What's going on? Um, I went to Fresh Market and I just ran people over because... I've been hearing voices in my head telling me to kill myself and to kill people. Okay. So I did it. And what did you, what did you do at Fresh Market, you're saying? I ran people over yeah. with my car. On purpose? On purpose. Do you know how many people? I don't know how many people. Okay, just keep talking. Do you know how, you know how fast you were going? Um, I think maybe like 30 miles an hour. Okay. And but you... I accelerated so as hard as I could. Okay. And did you injure yourself at all? No. I'm not injured. Okay. But I want to go jump off the bridge. Okay. Well, you're obviously um, the police officers are going to get you the help that you need. You know, I'm just... I'm here from the fire department just to see if you have any injuries. I don't have any injuries. Do you take any medication for anything? Yes, I take um, Trileptol for bipolar and Zipracidone, Geodon for schizophrenia. So those are two things that you've been diagnosed with? Mm-hmm. At the Fresh Market, located on Southeast Ocean Boulevard, Beatrice drives her car into the parking lot. 
She accelerates her vehicle towards the front entrance of the store where a group of people sit at tables and chairs enjoying their lunch. Beatrice rams her car into the table, causing a chaotic and horrifying scene. Four victims were hit by her car, sending a 69-year-old woman to be transported to Landwood Trauma Center via air rescue. Two other victims were able to leave the scene on their own and did refuse any medical treatment. Two other victims were able to tell police that the car had jumped the curve of the supermarket entrance, crashing into them. This impact sent the four victims four feet into the air, slamming them into the concrete wall behind them. Kyle claimed that before the incident, Beatrice had become upset with him, and you can tell in Kyle's interview that it is hard for him to stay on track. People speculate that Kyle had his own mental health issues, and this was only adding gasoline to Beatrice's fire. I see her driving on the location. She's crossing this bridge, and I, and, and, and like I see it, she pulls into this plaza on the location, uh. and I you know I call her. It's like you know, and then I text her. What time were, was that in the morning? Those, yes, those, those, okay. that location when you when she wasn't answering. That, yes, oh, yes, okay. yeah, eight thirty, yeah, eight thirty in the morning. So uh, eight thirty seven, I said hi. Hey. Eight thirty eight, I said why won't you answer? And I said, I see you won't even call me. And I was with my therapist and doing my hour session. Uh-huh. And he said, dude, just drop the location. Like, maybe she's just out with her girlfriends, you know? Like, yeah. or maybe she's with a client, you know? But my insecurities were coming up. Did you, was, she, was she working today? Was she off? She does consulting. And she has her business. She could, you know what I mean? Like, Does she work out of the house? Or yes. She, yes, she computers. Whole okay, office. so she works from home? Yeah, but she can see her clients, okay. you know? And uh, so... You know, and, I, and then at the end, I said, I expressed enough of my love to you to show you I love you. Yeah. I said that at the end. And uh, this is, it was at 158. And, you know, my, my, my uh, mental health, my, my therapist was saying, you know, if she don't answer, but I didn't know any of this was going on. Yeah. Just dropped, you know, like just, you know, just let it go, man. Um, I, I don't know. You know, like. So she, so she just, she, she I talked when, yeah, when I was, huh? She ignored you all day. Yes, from that th- she was when she was driving, when she was at those locations this morning. Uh-huh. At, uh huh. At eight forty-eight this morning. Oh. Okay. Eight o'clock this morning, I said, Beatrice, call me. She would. She wouldn't answer. She wouldn't answer my text. Did you guys have an argument the day before? So uh, when I uh, the day before. She, um, she, we, uh, I was, uh, my job, right? So I'm a landscaper. I own a landscape company. And I, uh, I had one of my mechanics tell me that, hey, there's this customer that lives four minutes from your house that needs um, lawn maintenance. And like two weeks ago, you know, I, I ended up uh, getting COVID, so I couldn't see her. Or, yeah, the client, you know? So I, you know, Beatrice is in bed. This is when we got back from church. She's, she's in the bed, she's on her computer doing stuff for college, you know, and I call up to the client and she's, uh, you know, this, I'm on the phone with her, it's like, yes, uh, I can come see you and give you a quote tonight and uh, I'm going to ask my fiance, I was, on, I was literally right in front of her talking to this client, you know, and I asked Beatrice, you want to come with me to quote this job? Uh-huh. She said, I'm going to stay here. So I went there and I got the job 
And uh, it was like, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a big contract. I called my mom. I came inside. I was super excited. Yeah. You know, it's a big account. And uh, this, 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 this woman, she has a lot of money. She has her house. She has these cars. Yeah. And like, you know, I just I realized that like fucking loose lips sink ships. So she got kind of jealous from it. She got jealous. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah, but you were just excited about, like... My job. business, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, my business. Like, yeah, man. I'm like, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I got the life, you know, I got a life, a whole life ahead of me. Yeah. I'm 29 years old. I got another 30, 40 years of yeah. living, man. I'm, you know? Living yeah, life. yeah, you're, you're excited. Uh, did she think that... She, oh, she... Like, you were up to something? Well, was first, first she said, she's like, drop that client. I don't fucking leave it. Because the customer gave me the, you know, I got like $700 cash. Uh-huh. She's like, give it back. And then she just, uh, she was fucking pissed. You know, and I was like, I, I was like, teachers. Like, I called my mom. I called my mom. I was like, mom, I don't know, like, just like, she, I, I, she, she's upset. She's upset, you know? And uh, she just, uh, yeah, she ended up uh, getting her stuff, getting into uh, the vehicle, and she went home. And of course, you know, I, my mom said, go to, I went to uh, one of my customers' houses. They, uh, they, I've known them for like five, uh, four years. They helped me out my business in the beginning, uh -huh. you know, like long story short. So I get home after I'm going to speak to them because I got a vent, you know. Yeah. I got a vent. I got a vent, you know. And uh, she calls me up. Beatrice calls me up. And uh, she's like, why did you not call me? Why did you not text me back? You know, I'm like, well, I, you, you ran. You know, I'm not like, I was going to text you. Yeah. You know, and then we, then we um, you know, she just said, uh, you know, I, I, she, I remember she, uh, she took her medicine. I heard her, like the bottle opening. Like, uh -huh. You know, like, so the next day, um, she's working. She stayed home the whole day because she's, she's like, I'm going to share my location with you. So that Monday, she just stayed home and worked. Yeah, just stayed okay. home and worked. Um, did she think that, like, you were, like, cheating on her, or, like, that, like, well, like, well, she was very, you know her better than I do. Yeah, well, I just, yeah, so, um, she was, like, um, yeah, it made, it made her jealous, for, because the woman was, uh, she was 28, right, she has her own shit, like, you know, whatever, I just was talking about the client, and I, I sent her the, I even sent her the picture of the client and the address before I went over there. Uh -huh. You know, and I made that boundary with that client that I am engaged. Yeah. I said it like four times, you know what I mean? Whether Beatrice was truly jealous of this client or not, it was clear to many people that their relationship did have a chaotic energy to it. And it's unknown if this relationship with Kyle was only hurting Beatrice's mental state. No, I just, I, I told Beatrice, you know, like when she came up to me, she, she put her hand on my shoulder. And I was just like, you know, we don't, you know, it's just like, it's, you don't do that. Like, I, you know, I, I was telling her, like, so she just got really upset and she left, but she, she called back. We made, you know, she apologized. She called back and said, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just like, you know, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm oh, you're fine. So, so I, you know, um, So you guys argued, like, yeah, whatever, yeah, like yeah, yeah. We made, but, but she she called back and apologized. I said I love you, you know. And the next day she stayed home all day. I saw her in the fine, you know. And I talked to her. She answered every phone call. I talked to her for an hour and a half before she went to bed last night. I remember she took her meds because it makes her tired when she takes her meds, you know. Um, and then then this this all happened. And then today just completely ignored you. That yes. Was she was she still mad? 
I don't. Uh, I don't think so because I was communicating with her. You know what I mean? But I mean, she's just a powerful woman, and like you know, like I'm. All this, you know, being engaged to her and finding out about this, I, you know, I had to go reach out to her family. For one, accept my blessings, you know. Yeah. Did you, yeah, sorry. Did you talk to her family today, or uh, Orga and her sister? After all this, or was it before? No, called called me uh, around four o'clock. Okay. And then you called. Okay. How heated you guys' argument get on Monday? It was uh, oh, like so when we uh, she just said I'm leaving, and she grabbed her stuff and left. That was it. Yeah, and I and I said drive safe. She said fuck you. I think I got it on video too. You videotape your guys? No, I got my, my camera on the outside when she's leaving. So she got that upset just out of nowhere, like you guys weren't engaged. Oh, it was it was like it was uh, she, it was all of a sudden because uh, the way I I boasted about this job I got, and she was uh, worried about that woman of like you know like that you're not gonna go fucking. She told me she's like you gotta get that money back to that client right now. But it is now time to hear Beatrice's side of the story. She is taken into the interrogation room by detectives, and just after nine minutes of waiting, she starts to get very jittery. Can I get water? Hello? Okay. Can get Okay. Water, Diet Coke, Sprite, water, water. All right, just give me a second. We're going to go get it for you. Okay. Okay. Hi. I got water here for you. I'm going to loosen those handcuffs up a little bit and get you a little bit more comfortable. How does that sound? Sounds good. All right. Okay. So what's your name? Beatrice Bijou. How do you say that last name? Bijou. Bijou? Yes. Okay. Beatrice, my name's George, and I'm one of the people that's just trying to figure out what happened today. All right? Can I have my phone so I can delete my social media? Well, why don't, why don't we talk about that in a second, okay? Okay. All right. I've been told a little bit about what's going on, but um, I, I got some, some basic questions before we get into what happened. How far did you go in school? I'm an attorney. You're an attorney? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, where do you practice? I have my own law firm. Okay. In Fort Lauderdale. The office is located in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. We've had a... A big day today. Um, one one of the things that, that worried me is someone said that you heard voices. What what can you tell me about that? Yeah, I've been hearing voices telling me to kill myself and to kill other other people. When did that start? I have a gun at my parents' house right now. Okay. And Where my brother took it away. Okay. He put it in a safe. Okay. I've been trying to kill myself for quite some time. I moved to Texas. Oh. And I tried to kill myself in Texas, and it didn't work. I tried to shoot myself, and the gun didn't go off. Okay. And then I tried to do it again. How long ago was that? Last year. Okay. Around April 2021. Okay, so last year in April, you were in Texas. Is, is, is that the first time you tried to kill yourself? I got diagnosed with bipolar and schizophrenia. Okay. When was that diagnosis? 2019. Okay. And it ruined my life. Okay. I've been in and out of mental institutions. Uh-huh. I think this is the last year was the fourth one, and they locked me up for an extended period of time. Beatrice goes on to describe her mental health history. 
she was officially diagnosed with bipolar disorder as well as schizophrenia. She was prescribed different types of medications for this, and she goes on to tell detectives that she was not taking her medicine as prescribed. She only does take her medicine on days that she's not visiting her boyfriend, Kyle. Let's talk about today. What, what, what time did you get up this morning? This morning I got up at 5 a.m. Okay. Is that normal? Mm-hmm. I get up at 5 a.m. every morning. Okay. Um, did you go to work at all? No. no. Okay. Uh, do you have kids? No, I don't have any children. Okay. Um, where do you live? Palm Beach Road. Okay. Store 434994. Perfect. I just forgot. I know right you Right over there. Okay. What, um, what'd you do when you got up? When I got up, I went to go take a shower and brush my teeth. Okay. I just laid in my bed after that. Okay. And what were you thinking about when you were laying in your bed? To hurt myself and to hurt others. Is that a normal thought for you? Or did that just start today? I hear voices. And what do the voices usually tell you? To kill myself. And is that what the voices usually say? Or do they tell you anything else? They tell me other stuff to, to hurt others. And how long has that been going on? Since I got diagnosed with schizophrenia and bipolar. Okay. Since 2019. Did. So they've been telling you to hurt others for since 2019. Have you ever hurt anybody before? No. No, today was the first day? Today was the first day. Okay, but they've told you to hurt people before. Why was today different? I just lost it. It's very clear that Beatrice is in a confused state when she is in this interrogation room. She requests an attorney, but in less than a minute, she decides she wants to keep talking to detectives. And throughout the entirety of Beatrice's two-hour police interrogation, you will see the effects of her mental health. Can I speak to a lawyer? You have to speak to an attorney. Okay. We'll end it for now. Do you have an attorney in mind that you would like to call? Hmm? Do you have an attorney in mind that you would like to call? No. Okay. I want to keep talking. You want to keep talking? Yeah. Okay. You, you requested an attorney. Are you waiving that right again? You, you, you invoke the right to an attorney. I just want to be very clear that you're waiving your I right. just lost it today. Okay. Is there something that happened? Did someone die today? Um... I will tell you, three people got hit by your car, uh, and one of them is going up to Longwood for treatment. I don't know what their status is. Um, and I'm really sorry. I believe you. Um, I believe you. I think you're a good person that has some bad things going on, and I'd like to get you some help. Beatrice is willing and upfront with her intentions. She has no reason to lie about any of her motives. And it's not uncommon for people with hallucinations like Beatrice's to speak about their actions in a matter-of-fact fashion. In some cases, the perpetrators truly believe that they did nothing wrong. I intentionally tried to hit those people because of voices in my head telling me to do it. Okay. I intentionally tried to hit people because I heard voices in my head telling me to kill myself and to kill people. What do those voices sound like? I don't want to answer that. Okay. Is it the same voice? 
don't want to answer that. Okay. You don't want to talk about the voice at all with me? Okay. It's too demonic. Demonic? Okay. Uh, did something happen today when you were sitting in your car that got you upset? The fact that I have bipolar and schizophrenia has been haunting me for a long time. Okay. I don't want to accept that I have it. Okay. It's hard to accept that I'm under that diagnosis. Okay. I guess. And it makes me angry. Okay. Fair enough. Um, what, what, I, what I don't understand is today's not the first day that, that you've been told this, but it's not the first day you've had access to your medication, your medication didn't get changed or anything like that. So what? I said, today's not the first day that you found out, right? We go back to 2019 with this. Beatrice does admit to being Baker acted several times, but other than her hallucinations, there is no real motive to this crime. Whether or not Beatrice was being brutally honest or she truly didn't understand the gravity of the situation, she tells the police that she wants her charges upgraded to attempted murder. What are my charges? Uh, probably four counts of aggravated battery and uh, another count of aggravated assault. Okay. okay. I attempted to murder that woman. Well, conferred with the state attorney and they don't want to charge attempted murder right now. But if you're adamant, you know, you can always explain that to your defense attorney, but I'm sure they're willing to. No, I want the attempted murder charge. You want the attempted murder charge? Yeah. Well, you will have an opportunity for first appearance, and you can explain that to the judge. Okay. All right? All right. Because I tried to kill her. We have, we have, we are documenting. And I would like to walk out of here right now. Well, the, the two don't go hand in hand. Okay. What? You can't try to kill people and then just walk free. So, we fed you on. I can try and kill you. That's not going to go well. Yes, it, it will go well. Sit no, I'm not going to sit down. I'm not playing I'm not going to sit down. I'm not playing Have games either. All right. No. I don't want to hurt you. I'm going to kill as many people as I can. That's not going to happen. Okay? Listen, Beatrice. Beatrice, please sit down. We're no. being very nice to you. We're being very nice to you. Tell you no what? one wants to hurt you. If we charge you with the attempted murder, would you sit down? Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Then sit down. Okay. All okay. Right. Thank you. Take care of it. We'll change. We'll change the charge. How many counts do you want, Beatrice? I don't know what that means. Do you want one? Do you want to be charged one time, four times, five? How many do you want? Three times. Can make that For every person that was hit. Then it'll be probably four. There are four people that mm -hmm. were hit. Yes. So you want four more? Sounds good. We can do that. Yeah, I tried to kill those people. Okay. There are four people that were hit? Mm-hmm. We'll find out how many and we'll charge you for each one, okay? I need more water. No, you've had enough. You can't drink it now. You're handcuffed behind your back. Can I be unhandcuffed and nope. put in the right position? No, nope. you threatened to hurt us. That's how you're going to sit until we're finished. Now you're charged with attempted murder.
After her interview, Beatrice was arrested, and at the end of her police report, it claimed that Beatrice had thoughts about killing her four-year-old niece, who sometimes stayed at the house part-time. She was ultimately charged with four counts of attempted murder, and shortly after this, Beatrice made her first court appearance. Good afternoon, ma'am. Good afternoon. Beatrice Bijou made her first appearance before a judge facing four counts of attempted murder. After Stewart police say she intentionally drove her car into a group of people outside the Fresh Market Tuesday, sending one to the hospital and then trying to run down a witness. According to the arrest report, police found Bijou after a witness followed her. Later that day, she told an officer the voices in her head had told her to kill the people. The report goes on to say Bijou later told police she intentionally wanted to kill the people she struck with the car and she also wanted to kill herself. In court, her lawyer told the judge she has mental health issues. Uh, this case, we believe that there's significant mental health issues at play. Bijou's brother confirmed Bijou is a lawyer. The Florida Bar lists her as an attorney. The arrest report ends with this chilling statement. Bijou further stated that she thought about killing her four-year-old niece today. The niece lives with Bijou part-time. And Bijou does remain in the jail. The judge ordered no bond. I have reached out to her attorney, her family members, and others trying to get more information on what could have led up to Tuesday's frightening situation. Thankfully, this story has some sort of a happy ending. All of the victims from Beatrice's attack did survive. And of course, being in a situation like this will affect your life forever. But at least you have the opportunity to live another day. For us, to, my neighbor and I to witness that, we were both in like shock. Um, there was lots of people, you know, screaming, yelling. Beckins was at the Fresh Market on Ocean Boulevard. She had just put her groceries away and looked up shortly after the car had driven into a crowd near the sidewalk, hitting four people. Beckin says that's when the driver slammed it into reverse and came at her. We heard a, a commotion and screaming and we looked out and there was a car uh, accelerating very fast backwards at us, towards us. That's when a man started screaming, causing the driver to put the car back in gear. The one guy said, stop, stop. And then he had to duck into parked cars in the parking lot to get away from her as she tried to accelerate and very clearly tried to run him over. Beckin says after that, the lady sped off, leaving a shocked crowd and four victims behind. I am a nurse, so I went up, I returned the cart, and I went up there and asked if anybody needed help. And I was helping um, a couple other ladies that said they were doctors, attending to the one lady that was bleeding profusely from her head. That lady was taken to the hospital. The other three victims suffered only minor injuries. One was taken to Longwood. Turns out she's going to be okay. Uh, bumps and bruises. Beatrice did go to trial, and she was ultimately found not guilty by reason of insanity. Based on a report by a medical doctor, the state agreed this afternoon that Beatrice Bijou was not guilty by way of insanity when she plowed her vehicle into a group of people outside a Stewart grocery store back in February. Now, Bijou appeared before a judge Friday afternoon in handcuffs, an orange jumpsuit, and her hair back in tight buns. She appeared lucid but stoic. She's been held without bond since February when police say she slammed her black 
Ikea into a table outside a fresh market, backed up, then went after a witness who followed her and went after her. In total, four people were injured. When, co when cops caught up to Bijou, they say she admitted to the act right away, saying that voices in her head told her to, quote, kill the people. She was facing four counts of attempted murder, but today she was educated by way of insanity. She stood and nodded to the judge while he gave the ruling and never made eye contact with her victims, including Holly Mineo, who was grabbing lunch with her mom, Liz, when Bijou plowed her car into them, severely injuring them both. Things will never be the same for us. You know, we both have injuries. Um, uh, you know, walking out near traffic or eating lunch somewhere, it's always on my mind every single day. What I want to tell her is accept the help. It is being offered her. Accept the help. Take it. Just take it for yourself and for your family. She's gotten on a regime of taking medication mm -hmm. and she is almost back to being herself um, 100%. So she's got, a, she's got good things to do in her life and she's going to move forward and get those done. Now, as of today, Bijou will be remanded to a mental health institution, a secure facility where she'll undergo treatment. Beatrice is now in a mental health facility and she is getting the treatment that she most desperately needed. We are lucky to live in a society that can offer some type of help to those who need it. And although we still have a stigma towards people with mental health, it is always a nice reminder to try and see yourself in somebody else's shoes. Mental health stigma is what is stopping a lot of us from seeking treatment. Did you know in the African American community, because of racism, socioeconomic status, and environmental factors, we are 20% more likely to be diagnosed with a mental health disorder. Yet, of that 20%, half will actually go get treatment. So if I just said hurt people hurt people, that half that never got treatment is the ones who continues that going from generation to generation. That's why we have to look at this as an important issue. The stigma around it. Oftentimes, people are afraid to be called crazy. They're afraid that they're going to be called weak. They're afraid, I, everyone tells me, I should be able to do this on my own. Well, let me bust that myth. If you could do it on your own, you would have done it already. And the other part of that is the reality is there's these four things called general causes that you didn't sometimes do anything. Why? Because we know that mental health sometimes comes from biology. Biology, that means it's genetic. There's possibly it just was passed from one generation to the next. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean that person got it diagnosed. It still means, though, it's genetically there. Sometimes it's just chemical. Sometimes medications can cause it, different sicknesses can cause it, hormones can cause it. There are situations, death, divorce, a really bad situation at work. Yes, it can, it can actually trigger a mental health disorder. Or sometimes it's environmental, back to ding, 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 environmental. Sometimes growing up in extreme poverty conditions, violent conditions, abusive conditions, there are situations that, yes, can trigger a mental health disorder. So you didn't do anything to cause this issue, but nonetheless, the issue needs to be addressed. And so we have to do a better job of recognizing that mental health stigma is keeping us bound. It is keeping us suffering in silence, and we have to do a better job about it. And with that, I want to say we, we all have a responsibility to be mindful of the things we say. Help people not feel crazy. Help people not feel weak. So that means 
I should never ever hear someone call someone crazy again. I should never hear someone say, ooh, that weather is so bipolar. That's pretty insensitive to a person who may actually have bipolar. So we have to be mindful that the stigma is one of the main things that keep us from saying anything. And so my charge to you today is to take a minute and first think about what are you doing? What are you saying that one could be judging someone and stopping someone from seeking help? And I ask you to create an environment that makes it safe for others to speak about their emotions and their mental health status. And then the next thing, I really take a moment and ask yourself, how am I doing? So if you've had any moments where you notice I'm crying more than I should, I'm waking up sad for no reason, my heart is racing all the time, I have my mind and it can't shut off, I'm gonna ask you to do yourself a favor and allow yourself to admit it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to ask for help. Because there are people out there like me who our sole responsibility is to be there for you. Our sole job is to give you our undivided time and attention to help you heal and to help you grow. So I truly ask you to take a minute and check in with yourself and make sure that you're okay. And if you're not, it's okay. And even if you are, still find a therapist. Beatrice was only 31 years old. She had a successful law firm that she built from the ground up and was able to get over $500,000 of settlements to people who needed it. She was also in school to become a nurse, and it was obvious that she wanted to help people, even if she couldn't help herself. She was bright and no doubt offered something to society. There is no excuse for murder, but in cases like this, you can't help but to have some sense of empathy for all the people that were involved. And that's going to do it for episode seven of At Death's Door. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys have a great week. And please do not forget to leave a comment or a like or a review. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be fantastic if you listen on Apple. And you can give a rating on Spotify, which is kind of a new feature. So that's pretty sick. Um, I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. Also, I just want to give a personal shout out to my boyfriend whose birthday is on August 27th. So happy birthday, babe. Virgo. (laughs) I'm dating a Virgo. Anyways, guys, I hope you guys have a great week and I'll see you next time.